This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, uh, Chief Petty Officer Cedric Espen Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper uh, once again now. It's the sound of the Sumster encamped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ Australia. Welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.G. Nelson obviously opening the dig for another set. What a week. What an incredible week. A week went too much, but it's barely enough. And so much excitement. So much unbelievable excitement. Unprecedented excitement. Uh, the big issues hit the fan when the high-explosive double-bunger detonator blew the blow all over the powder room, eh? Well, so many big issues hit the fan. You couldn't see them for the... Now, to the greatest game of all and uh, round 17. Now, before we probe the results and have a look at the fallout, an update on Logie Central. Gong nominations were announced this week for the big one uh, to be hosted by front bar Sam Peng. Now, people may be forgotten the Logies. The Logies are... Well, television awards, uh, they're great. They've been great for many, many years. They've been roaming around on the Gold Coast for some decades and now they're back in Sydney and uh, people are really expecting a big, big return uh, to uh, an interest in television, which has obviously drifted away with all sorts of apps and other ways of uh, consuming media. Two shows that were once again criminally overlooked in this year's Rush for a Gong. We're married at first sight to a rugby league player. That was fantastic. And the top radio... Right across rural and regional Australia, love at first flush. If you want those shows acknowledged in the Logies, for God's sake, write in, write in, I use that word advisedly, email in, you know, text in and uh, to Logies Central and say, you know, why not, why aren't these in for the best show of the year or, you know, whatever category you want to put them in, either sport, romance, you know, soap opera, unscripted drama, that's what I think the category they'll be in. Now, before we... Uh, drop off. Can we make special mention of the four big ones this week? The first test in Edgbaston. It was the sort of test the Dutch had in mind when they invented the caper all those years ago. Can I point out to those who have just uh, joined the caravan that you'll wait a long time to see one as good as this and I doubt there'll be three coming along in the next three tests. It was a magnificent test. I'm just wondering how many tests have been won by two wickets. There's a challenge for the listeners. Maybe hundreds, maybe one. Who knows? But I left the stink with a much greater appreciation and I took this from the best test in the world. That was the previous match. Uh, a greater appreciation of the location of my off stump. I took that into this test and I, I think it served me well. Then, once that test was in the bag, we got the one-off Ashes test for women. That got underway. And, of course, uh, another magnificent occasion for Australia. And scores overnight. Well, Australia look in control, sort of. Uh First innings, Australia, 473. Beaumont got 100 and Perry got 99, cruelly robbed of a ton. 
Uh, but they were great scores, so half the score really was effectively from Beaumont and Perry's bat. England in their first innings are two for 218, with Sutherland on 137 or making 137. England, though, and this is the bit I like, trail on the first inning still by 255. I'm not sure what the pitch is doing. It sounds as though it's a road. Sounds as though it's made in Pakistan like the first test for the blokes. Uh, now, we get to state of origin. Well, where to start? Now, Dale Cherry Evans decided to run down sprinting Steve Crichton. I thought this was the turning point of the whole the whole series, really. I could see DCE thinking as he took every step, which narrowed the gap between him and Stephen Crichton, every step thinking of the floods, the mice plagues, the droughts, the failed crops, the earthquakes, the fire ant infestations, the prickly pear, the cactoblastus grub and mine disasters that Queensland has lived through for the past century and I could see he wasn't going to miss. And Stephen Crichton had nothing. He had absolutely nothing. He maybe have appeared in the nude once. That was his big problem and he couldn't use that in any way to power his feet to the line. And, uh, well, do I have to go through it all again? No, I won't, uh, just to save New South Wales listeners. But in Origin 2 for the women, played in Townsville, another absolute cracker. It could have been won or lost on the final almost play of the match. The tune, well, good and bad news, really. The tune was the Blues won, hip, hip, hooray, 18-14 to the Maroons, but Queensland won the series on aggregate points, i.e. their combined score in the first one plus the combined score in the second one. This comp needs a third game, and I'm not alone in saying that. I'm absolutely not alone. I can assure you that two or three other people have bumped into me on public transport this week and said, HD, they need a third one. Absolutely right. I mean, if it's good enough for the blokes, why isn't it good enough for the women? And it would give you a genuine yardstick to measure year from year, i.e. we won two, three, we lost three, nil, et cetera. Do the maths yourself. Now, back to probing the results in round 16 of that funny old game we call Rugby League, uh, the Cronulla v Canterbury. That was a beauty. Cronulla, after the shocker against the Storm the week before, where they were blown away, well, the Sharks put the pups right back in the kennel. 10, 48 to 10. I wonder what's happened in uh, the kennel. Things seem so promising, or just only a few short weeks ago. New coach, a lot of players, Gus in charge. I mean, it was all going tickety-boo. And now it's not so good at all. Anyway, elsewhere, former Bronco, former Warrior, and now soon-to-be former Rooster, Matthew Lodge, is checking out of the foul house and looking for new digs. He he would be a great addition for any NRL outfit. Not only a great addition to any hard-working pack, but his brain knows how to promote rugby league in territories, well, in new territories in territories that are unfamiliar with the greatest game of all, in territories that you know, don't know anything about the student, 40-20s, all that sort of stuff. And with this Vegas trip and big news on the Vegas trip later in the show, leaving the station in early 2024, the NRL would be mad if it did not send Matthew over to do a month of advanced publicity on the strip, as only he can. I mean, imagine what logic could come up with if given a free hand and a bit of a budget. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking a big budget here. I mean, obviously, there'd be a bit of shrinkage going on the machines, et cetera, and uh, the game's a chance. But uh, nonetheless, it would be it would be great to see what he could do. The last time he was let loose in America with, a, you know, a licence to promote rugby league, mayhem, that's the only word for it, mayhem resulted. The sort of mayhem that got him front-page coverage in every newspaper across America. The sort of, you know, AUKUS deal come to rugby league. That's what I'm looking for. Now... Is the oracle of Hasta La Pasta Gus Gould interested in snapping up Ben Hunt, a man who wants to quick the b- big red V now that Flano has his hands on the levers at Taj Mahal? 
I mean, is he is he going to end up a dog or is this story about wanting to go back to Queensland true for Ben Hunt? I just leave that dangle. Now, call me Gagai. In a real shock to the system, Des is back. I know, I don't know where this one came from. I mean, in the smoke and, you know, ruin and wreckage of Origin 2 was the perfect time to pull a master stroke like this and the uh, Titans have played their hand beautifully. They obviously had Des in the bag ages ago. They were looking at somewhere, you know, like Matthew Lodge to do something silly and they could have snuck it out with Lodgy going berserk somewhere. But no, they waited for Origin 2. They assessed Origin 2 correctly that New South Wales would lose. A lot of chat in New South Wales about what's happening next. We'll get to that in a minute. And then they unleashed their master card, their ace, their king of diamonds, if you like. And you know what, uh, Des on the Gold Coast, I mean, there's a certain method in the madness, isn't there? I mean, I know he's got his eyes on a clapped-out Corolla. He can take the training on the first day and rip the doors off it to motivate the lads, Des style. Uh, boxing, Tim Zoo took only seconds, well, count them, 77 seconds. I mean, you could blink twice and miss the whole thing. Uh, to put away Carlos Ocampo on the Gold Coast last Sunday. Big week for the Gold Coast this week. Well, everything was going on there. It was a demolition job by Tim, who is now touted as the greatest boxer on the planet, and he's got the scent of Jamel Charlotte stuffed up the nostrils. Incidentally, Tim is a Rabbits fan and wants to be part of the NRL Glitter Gulch tilt. It's good news. He says, count me in on this say good day sporting cavalcade that is Nevada bound. That's how I'm seeing it. It's going to be a wide, a wide net cast right across the strip. And we need our top artists to go over and strut their stuff so that we're not seen stateside as a one-dimensional bunch of clunkers only interested in subs, but a nation of real cultural and sporting depth. Just to broaden the arts tack on the tilt, on the back of an envelope, how about seven, seven nights at Caesars Palace with Shannon Knoll backed by the Russell Crowe Orchestra performing as the Gentleman Barbers, opening the Slim Dusty songbook at a pub with no beer and working forward. What a start to the avalanche of new punting possibility in the States. I mentioned Shannon because he's doing a warm-up gig on the October long weekend with Vegas in mind at the Canamble Festival of Fur. His Friday the 29th set will be followed by three days of dish-licking action, action at the picturesque Canamble track located in the showgrounds. Well, it's pretty central to Canamble itself. And league lovers... Mark this down, the big night in the US for, well, you know, look, it's a punting revolution. That's what you've got to see it as with, you know, a dangling a bit of rugby league as the, um, as the carrot. It's a punting revolution that's coming to uh, America on March the 2nd, 2024. That's their date. It'll be shown here, obviously, on the 3rd. Yes, the waiting's over. Everyone can plan with confidence. Who's going? Well, that's a bit TBA. Where is it going to be? Well, still TBA. Is Volandis going to be there? Who knows? Uh, then before that, though, it's China Day at the SCG today when the West Coast play the Swans, the bounce, 4.35pm. In a lovely hands-across-the-water gesture, everyone who turns up will get either a copy of Singo's Chinese cookbook featuring 69 recipes using, wait for it, golden circle pineapple rings, or chopsticks split from the 1995 goalposts. I mean, how about that for cementing the hands across the water? Chopsticks from AFL goalposts. I mean, it's a dream come true for so many people. Imagine hooking into a bit of black bean sauce, pork and back black bean sauce tonight with with uh, goalpost chopsticks. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation, is once again fully focused on, wait for it, the cost of living crisis, the COL crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. What am I telling you this for? Prices have gone berserk and all Australians are living this nightmare daily. 
with his simple summary of the week's events from the supermarket, Coalface, the voice demonstrates his love for all Australian families and the respect for all families as they waddle through what I've described elsewhere in media commitments as the valley of death. That's right, the valley of death we're all transiting at the moment is baked, that concept is baked into his spray. The voice of hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Bruce Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it, outstanding. And he's super excited to be here. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week, Felicia Simon? Yes, uh, thank you very, very much. <coughs> Pardon me, H.G. Nelson, and, of course, happy rugby league to uh, you and your uh, and your family. And, of course, on a very personal and self-indulgent and rare note, happy rugby league to uh, uh, Dr Day and her team at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital for saving my eyesight this week. No small achievement. And uh, happy rugby league to all average Aussies who know by virtue of being average Aussies that they are well above average in three key areas, as I see it, in the issue of the area of honesty, decency and fairness. That's what a decent... That's that's your average Aussie. How about common sense? Common sense, number four. Yeah. After honesty, decency and... What was the third? Fairness. Fairness. That's it. Okay, Nick Kyrgios in real trouble for Wimbledon. He's had to pull out of an event in Germany this week because of his knee. Now, this knee has been going on for far too long and I can only assume it's the same knee that troubled him last year and the same knee that troubled him the year before. (laughs) I'd suggest, uh, Nick, see someone at Royal Prince Alfred about his knee. They'd sort it out very quickly. It's a bit chronic, isn't it? It is very chronic Mm. at the moment, yeah. And I tell you what, you can't play tennis without a knee. You can play tennis without insight or fairness, decency and honesty and all those other great average Aussie qualities. But you've got to have a knee. You've got to have two of them and they've got to work. Now, is Australian netball in crisis? Seems to me that the administration has let the whole show down. Mm. Now, I've uh, kept a lot of dry powder vis-a-vis netball administration over the time, but I think uh, it's time to set fire to that powder and call it as it is. It's a joke. Now, I don't know who are the faceless people behind netball in Australia. I don't know what they've been doing to sabotage what was, on paper, one of our most successful uh, sporting endeavours, both nationally, locally and internationally. Yeah, no, I agree. I, agree. I mean, world the world class. looks world at class. Australian netball and scratches its head and says, how do they do it? Well, they're not doing it now, are they? This I don't know when this new administration took over. Let's say they took over 18 months ago. They've been a hopeless joke. And something has got to be done. Royal Commission? At the highest level. Yeah, that's right, highest level. Highest level. Yeah. Supreme now, Court. I'm prepared to lead a march. I don't know where in netball headquarters is. We'll Google it. We'll find it. We'll turn up and we'll create a little bit of mayhem and let them know that Aussies, decent Aussies, you know, all of that, tick the box, fairness, decency, honesty, all of that, are going to make their voices heard. We've had enough. Now, America has gone, as HG has pointed out, Tim Zoo crazy, 
after his 72 second demolition of Ocampo. Or was it 77? 77, yes. Yeah, I've got to get that right. Mm. Uh, I tell you what was a very nice act and a very decent Aussie act is um, Tim's mum comforted uh, Ocampo after the bout. With a few words of With a few words of, of encouragement. encouragement. And uh, showed a lot of um, sympathy towards him. And I thought that was a lovely gesture, which won't be forgotten by that fellow. He'll remember that for the rest of his life. Sure, he'll remember he was beaten in 77 seconds that some confuse with 72 seconds. <laughs> but uh, he'll remember always the generosity shown by Tim's mum. And she bought a basket of fruit for him She as did. Well. She did. She, I thought that was a lovely yeah. touch. Uh, it, and there were pineapples. Yeah, there Queensland were, fruit. Oh, there were pineapples. Pineapples right. there. Yeah. And I noticed a rock melon HG that looked to be ripe. Wow. <laughs> lovely, lovely touch. Now, uh, to my mind, Scott Boland was the true hero of Australia's historic test win over England that uh, that uh, held up his end, uh, night watchman, watchman style, yes. scored 20 runs, more than uh, Smith, more, more than many of our batsmen. Uh, he really showed the way and he showed what, you know, honesty, decency and fairness in the context of cricket can deliver. And they're talking about dropping him. No, they're not, are they? They were. Oh, oh, they might have changed God, their mind. Sanity might have mad. Oh. Is Netball Australia taking over cricket? Now, uh, Wyndham Clark wins the US Open. I think Cam Smith might have come fourth. Now, I know nothing about Wyndham Clark. Never heard of the bloke before. Possibly we'll never hear of him again. But uh, enjoy a moment in the sunshine, old fella. I don't know where you're from. I don't know where you're going. But it's all good. And uh, how exciting things must be in the Clark household oh, at the moment. Oh, that'd be great. Over that the moon. would be over the moon. Yeah. He's been trying forever. He has. Uh, now, of course, you know, you alluded, HG, and quite generously, and I thought appropriately, to Elise Perry's wonderful 99. Splendid innings in the first uh, test. Um, Whereas you mentioned, Australia is in very, very good shape, although it looks like a draw is probably the most likely outcome here. Disappointing for all, but... I mean, you build a road. That's what happens. The road goes forever. Mm. Uh, now, uh, England quick, speaking of uh, cricket, uh, Ollie Robinson emerges as the bad boy of the series, replacing Broad. I always like Broad. As yeah, the, I know. Um, I think it's a bit unfair. It is. He's challenging Broad, but uh, I don't know, to pick the nicest bloke in the Australian cricket team and gob off on him. Yeah. Uh, Un-Australian, obviously. It's un-Australian and um, it really uh, cemented his position, I suppose, as a grub. Grub, yeah, grub. Yeah, yeah, so he's put his hand up and I suppose every team needs a grub. I thought they had a grub in broad that was good enough, but, heck, two grubs, it might just work. <laughs> hmm. Now, Simone Clark and the whole Warren, fa Warren family are furious with Channel 9. I know we alluded to this maybe one or two weeks we ago. We did. Now they're uh, considering it insensitive over such after such a short period of uh, Shane's obvious uh, sad demise, and it's suggested that uh, the scriptwriters must have started writing the morning after his death to get this up in time, uh, which is a very cynical display, I would have thought, on behalf of Channel Nine. Uh, it's not too late to pull the pin. 
Channel 9, if I were you, I would pull the pin. Now, well, look, let me just quote a yes. critic says, the show has about a, the same level of, uh, of dramatic sophistication as the subject commercial for Lego's Chicken Cacciatore. Oh, my God. That good. That good. Well, they would have thought. Well, I might about, watch it now. They might might have thought about the chicken catcher story. <laughs> yeah, they might have. Yes, yes, right. Okay. How do we mm. sell this to people who are interested in other? <sighs> anyway, uh, I don't know whether to look at it or not. I don't think I will. Now, fans express disappointment at the Essendon Club for considering changing the club bomber logo. I don't know why. I, I sort of like the retro bomber look. It looks as if it's a, a futuristic bomber designed in the 50s. Yes. With a sort of swayback wing yeah. design that was well ahead of its time. Yeah. And uh, I've always liked the bombers as a concept for a team. You know, the Essendon bombers, it seems to fit. Well, it's worked do. for them. They were the team of the 90s, don't forget. And, uh, you know, Sheeds' Sheeds, yeah. association with the Has bombers. Has he said anything about this? I, I haven't heard Sheeds talk about the bombers at all. And what no. are you going to call them? Yeah, I don't know. The Essendon Hangers. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And there's nothing particularly insensitive about being a bomber, is there? Well, we... I suppose it's a bit standoffish. F-111. I mean, they could be the, uh, I don't know, the Essendon drones. That'd be worse. But, uh, no, stick with bombers. I mean, it hasn't offended many people over the years. Maybe it could offend me. I don't know. I, I'm open to argument Persuasion, here. yeah. But, but at this stage I've never really expressed an interest one way or the other with the Bombers with their name. I've just accepted that's what it is. Yeah. Are you beginning a national conversation? I am. Yeah, good. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. As HG has alluded to, the SOO, I mean, it was. we predicted it was going to be a disappointment. We predicted this was going to happen. There'd be two teams win and then one team lose because... <laughs> Why? Dunno. I mean, it's just dunno, isn't it? I mean, who's in charge? Is Netball Australia taking over Women's Rugby League? Looks like it. Uh, yes, well, Dare's in uh, the Gold Coast. I tell you what, the problem with the Gold Coast is, actually, remember that uh, Greek concept of miasma we ah, talked yes. about? That there was a, um, I think the idea was crime. miasma. There was a crime committed that was never solved. Yeah. And this crime permeated throughout the community, um, resulting in tragedy. Now, this miasma, we don't know what the crime is no. that happened in the Gold Coast, but until we get to the bottom of it, no team is ever going to win. I don't know if Des is uh, going to uh, set up a commission into finding what the crime was and bring to book those responsible for whatever murder Happened. Yeah. Well, but so, there is a body lying somewhere that needs to be found and solved before any team can win on the Gold Coast. Well, look at the recent outing of the Suns, the Gold Coast Suns. Yes. They got absolutely clobbered by the worst team in the competition. They did, Carlton. and they don't know why. No. No, they just look as though they're waiting for somebody to That's right. solve the problem of the crime. That's right. Someone's got to find the body. Yeah. Now, it's if it, is it up to Rugby League to do it? I don't think so. Can I raise one name with you who yes. might be able to help Clive Palmer? What a good idea. He's certainly well-resourced. Well-resourced and he could put some money into it. And wouldn't he it, could. Wouldn't that make a great television show? It would. I just hope Clive isn't the criminal. Well, 
Oh, well, I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just starting a conversation. If there's nothing to suggest that he is, but if he is, so but what? if he is, put your hand up, yeah. son. <laughs> well, so we can get some winners. But look at that. You know, the person investigating the crime is the person who done it. You oh. know, I mean, there you go. Well, that's Greek, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Pure Greek. There's your tragedy. And look in the mirror, and you don't see yourself. Exactly. Man, it all comes down to eyesight, doesn't it? Just finally, um, the state of origin, I know we'll unpack it a little bit, but just an early thought. I thought uh, Freddie Freddy Fitler's Cook experiment was the only upside of the night. Putting Cook at centre, it worked. It's the only, only try they got. Yeah. And how exciting it was to see Cook out there. Cook was excited to be in the centre, never been there before. What have I got to do? What? Catch? Pass? What? It was brilliant. And... That little bit of by play with Addo Carr. Yes. Which gave him a And the a bit of head work. Yeah, I know. Oh, throw the ball. I mean, it just had everything. It, it had is. drama, comedy, you name it. There it was. And a total absence of miasma. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Leichhardt Oval has the oldest rugby league toilets in the world. They must be preserved. Bludging on the blind side is asking all lovers of the greatest game of all to sign the petition and send a strong message to the Inner West Council, the Parotid Government and Federal authorities to keep their hands off our history. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Okay, well, let's go I to... I assume or, the Min's, Min's government is going yes, to step in. Min's, yeah. Yes, they, yeah. they, they're yeah. much more forward-thinking when it comes they to preserving They are. They love Leica their toilets. And Leichhardt Oval. Indeed. Uh, now, where do we start with the origin? Here's a few topics I'll run past you. <laughs> you know, mm. coach, question mark. Is it time to move Freddie on? I just let that... Don't feel as I have to chime uh, in yet. Adversity, does it actually work in favour of the Maroons? And if mm. so, what can we do about it? We can easily construct adverse conditions for the Blues. Sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure about the wingers now, the wingers' role at origin level. Yeah. If you use um, Addo Carr and Do'o mm. as an example, yeah, yeah. they seem to have forgotten that the wingers' job is to get the ball when it's passed to them. They'd somehow, that's true. That's yeah. all moved on. Yeah, yeah. Team selection. Yeah. That's another question. Refereeing, and can I point out that the hmm. touch judges had a blinder, an oh, absolute blinder. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that they yeah. read the rule book entirely accurately, and this yes. is, a, remember, of course, a person talking south of the Tweed, although I'm sure people in the maroon land would think they were accurate within an inch, yeah. within a millimetre. Look, I think the touchies read the room right, <laughs> didn't they? I think they did too. But Touchies wanted to get home safely. Yeah, and... And, uh, you know, it was only a little bit forward marginal, you know. Yeah, 50-50, you know. And where to now, really, for the whole concept? Do you think after all this time it's time to say, well, we've got to wait for a generation of players to leave or a generation of players to yeah, arrive? Well, Where well, do you want look, to start? <clears throat> well, if we look at the coach, HG, um, <clears throat> a lot of people are making suggestions and putting their hands up. I noticed someone's mentioned Laurie Daly. Someone's mentioned Gus. Uh, someone mentioned Joey. Someone mentioned Maddie. Someone mentioned... Uh, Trent Barrett. Uh, Trent Is Barrett, it? I heard that. Danny Badera's Sticky. Andrew Jeff, Jones. Jeff, Jeff Toovey. Sticky. Look, I'm going to think a little bit outside the box here, HG, and I think if we're going to be serious about this, and I don't want people to be offended, I'm being serious, I would make... A generous and serious and 
heartfelt approach to Cam Smith. Um, offer him a generous, generous package, package, yes, yeah. and say, Cam, you know, are you interested? Uh, what would it take to uh, bring your expertise and... Uh, south of the border. South of the border, you know. Um, it would certainly be appreciated and, and really for State of Origin to have life, it's got to have two teams. Now, we know what happens when the Blues win two or three, four series in a row. Queensland loses interest. Uh, they're not interested anymore and so they don't watch it. The same could happen in New South Wales. I don't want New South Wales to lose interest. So getting Cam down, he might be able... I mean, sure, you can ask Freddie to get the hogs together and well, that's drive around go. the state and all of that You know what they're going to find, though? They're going to find people out there hate New yeah, South Wales because they're always... But they're losing. I know. I know. I mean, do, do we go back to schools? Do we start in schools? Do we, do, do, do we start with ex- explaining the adversity of, of New South Wales and the number of floods that New South Wales gets and the bushfires we have and stuff like that and the, the you know, the river crisis, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the Darling Murray yeah. river issues, the, the dead fish, the uh, pollution, the... I mean, is that where we start to say, well, well look, New South Wales does have adversity does have a reason for passion, does have a reason for people to want every now and again the Blues to get over the line and uh, get into the red zone and know how to score. Yeah, well, that's a big problem. I mean, is that too big an ask? Mm. I mean, God almighty. You know, when you were playing, I remember you used yeah. to, you know, there was a lot of adversity in the Shamrocks. Yes. And grass you'd say, well, we're playing at Oberon this week, why don't you walk there? Yes. Here's a bit of butter and a... Packet of matches. Now, off your shoot. Off your shoot. Now, this was a yeah. great bonding and adversity-creating experience. Was. Now, of course, of course you can't do that anymore no. now. People no. will write to the papers or write, ring up radio stations and television, the project will be all over like a rat. Yes. Saying, look at what they're doing to these people. They're yeah. making them think about floods and it's not right That's and they'll right. never be able to sleep at night. And Psychological scars and that correct. sort of thing. Correct, psychological scars. <laughs> but I, as Grass always said, he, he would say, I don't care how deep your psychological bloody scars are, boys. You're going to come home with a win. Someone once called Rugby League that funny old game. And someone once said God created Rugby League for his private pleasure. Both are true. Rugby League is God's funny old game. In that moment where DCE set off after uh, Steve Crichton, did you see what I saw? I did. The floods, the adversity, the prickly pear, the cactoblaster scrub, all that sort of stuff? Yes, yes. I saw Maroon Spirit. Oh, yeah. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. That was it. And uh, Crichton, he didn't see it coming. He didn't? No, I don't understand why. Why didn't somebody shout out, look out, look look out, out, look out. out. Go a bit quicker, Yeah, stop, go again, fool him. No, but no. Just unaware, you know. There was an unawareness in the blues. Well, he was shocked to get the ball in the first he place, was. I think. And I, then he, he was. said, asked himself, what do I do now? Yeah, and he was probably thinking, where's Cookie? Well, well you know, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, right. You know, here I am. I'm in a break. What? This never happens. Uh, now, I don't know. There was a suggestion that the, uh, the, the Maroons have unearthed a new whisperer a wind talker who helps them as well with all this uh, oh, their yes. preparation. Yeah. Now, they've had a long history of wind talkers. Uh, 
but the latest to step out of the Resilience Project is Hugh Van Kuhlenberg. Oh, yes. Uh, but then you've got to set him in context of the previous heroes, people like Bradley Charles Stubbs, mm. Kevin Walters, and even the bag carrier, Jim Bannigan. Oh, had Jim, you, yes. Uh, he always yeah. had a kind yeah. word. See, there's always been these great characters, haven't there? Yeah. In the, in the Maroon New so- setup. <clears throat> New South Wales, I mean, we've got the Nuswals, yeah. the New South Wales origin legends, but what role do they play? Well, they don't when help. have you heard the New Nuswals are out and about getting together and stuff? You never do. Now, I don't know. You know, Hugh's big sprays can be boiled down to a couple of words Dis and Ubuntu, oh. apparently. I know this sounds weird, mm. but Dis uh, is a word he picked up from mm. a youngster, I think, on the subcontinent who explained life by saying, this is pretty dis, meaning I'm glad I've got it. Yeah. And I'm not sure what Ubuntu means, right. but it sounds like, you know, it's that thing, win at all cost idea. Oh, okay. But uh, Or, you know, the idea of Queenslander is now reduced to the word Ubuntu. Right. Uh, meaning the same things that embodied spirit, yes. you know, win at all costs, you know, never come back without, you know, the trophy, etc. Right. Uh, now, so this unlocked something. It, yes. That's the, the these suggestion. magic words. The, that's a suggestion. Could that's grief? It. Could it be that simple? Well, you see, now so, we can't so use those have words. the blues got to start looking for magic words. I worry that they're going to try oh, and look for magic no. words. Look, now, can I? Just... Timbo is suggesting that Freddie needs to tap into the housing crisis. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea, is it's it? It's good, and the cost but of. But then living. again, I mean, probably the Queensland have got a housing crisis as well, well yeah. but not as bad as New South Wales. No, that, no. that'd be the argument you'd make in and the dressing you... room. Yeah, could you send them on the hogs hogs for the homeless tour just to savour that hatred that yeah. people in, say, Grafton and mm. towns near the border like uh, Lightning Ridge and so on sure. have for the Blues because they always lose. Sure. And th- that would be seen as a bit of adversity. Yeah. And I tell you what, your Cam Smith isn't a bad idea. Look at the press that Ollie Robinson got this week for his send-off. That's right. Now, the... the the media would not leave this topic alone, mm. saying, is it come to this that we have to get ask somebody from Queensland to coach in New South Wales? Yes. I'm pretty sure yeah. in terms of ideas for attack, he might have more than Freddie, though. I think I so. Mean, don't mean him kind, of I think here. so. Well, he'd know where the weaknesses were in the Blues and probably pick... I mean, you, you, I, I would say to Cam, I'd say, Cam, can you pick a Blues team that the Maroons would hate to play against? That'll do. You know, just for a start, just, mm. just to garner a few ideas from uh, from Cam. And I'm sure if the pay's right, he'd come up with some terrific answers. Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. This is bludging on the blind side. Uh, uh, Cookie's been in touch, as she yes. says. Is Barry uh, Grasshopper Gomisal still available for uh, refereeing. refereeing game three? There'd be less Queensland bias. <laughs> That's a wonderful that, insight there. It is, isn't it? it uh, is. I'm sure he'd have a couple of mates who could do the touchline running. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. Someone's suggesting Mark the Tap Gaia. As coach. As coach, I don't think so. Maybe as a motivational speaker. As a nizzle. A nizzle. <laughs> That's right. So they, they they claim, for instance, there's 11 people who they think could do the job apart from Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. Maguire, Michael Maguire, Danny Baderas, Trent Barrett, Andrew Johns, Maddie Johns, Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart, 
Craig Bellamy, Jeff yeah. Toovey, Paul McGregor, Phil Gould, and will I, as an outsider, the Bluey the Cattle Dog concept? Ah, uh, still... I do have an email about Bluey. Okay. Someone's asking about Bluey, and I, I don't have much information. Uh, Gerard's been in touch. He says Ubuntu is a Bantu or a Southern African language word yeah. conveying the idea that I am what I am as an individual because of what you and I and the rest of us as a group or a community do. Isn't that fantastic? Mm. What a great – thanks very but, much for that. That's yes. exactly what, you know – Yes. The, well, uh, isn't that a terrific message to get through? To origin teams. Yes, yes. And is it too late for the Blues to learn that message? And is Mark the Tap Guy the one to give them that message? Right. You'd have Gee. to. Hmm, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I understand Grasp what you're saying. straws here. Well, I reckon Cam Smith's the best thing you've come up with in some time. Well, I think it could work. I mean, it's just sort of left field, isn't it? And certainly the Blues team wouldn't be expecting... Cam to come through the door and imagine how relieved they'd be when he did. <laughs> hey, at last we're in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing. And imagine when the hogs of the homeless went round on the bikes, yeah. on the Harleys, yeah. and Cam showed up. Yes. Well, it'd they'd be... love them. Exactly. Yeah, hi, <laughs> Cam. Hey, hogs. <laughs> yeah, love right. your work. <laughs> now, uh, just uh, one quick thing because uh, obviously time's getting away. The first thing is the date... For the American Adventure has finally been announced. The Las Vegas NRL experience is Good. March the second in their in their time. March the second, two thousand. 24. Isn't that good? What what time of day, Dar? Uh, uh, wait a minute, I'll get, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Oh. The NRL is set to broker a ten-game deal in America after U.S. authorities back plans for Telstra Premiership to kick off in the 2024 season in Las Vegas in early March. Now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the second, um, Philanders is still finalising precise schedule with American stakeholders, but the NRL is considering a kickoff at 5pm and 8pm on Saturday in Vegas time. Good. This would mean the NRL's doubleheader would be screened at 11am and 2pm in uh, Australian Eastern Daylight time. Right. To March the 3rd. Now, that would vary across Australia because of, obviously, summertime cutting mm. in there in a couple of states. Right. The times have yet to be formally locked in pending final negotiations with broadcasters, mm-hmm. but March is the target date, uh, March the 2nd target date, Good. for what's described here as bold new venture yep. billed as Australia Week in the US. Now, that's well, sacred day. great idea. I know. Now, great Valandis, idea. Someone's suggesting HG uh, Peter, Peter Sterling as a coach. Well, I would have agreed with that until he did that silly ad where he's eating on a lounge. Credibility gone. I know, that was weird, wasn't it? Stupid. Why would you do that? I've got no idea. No idea at all. Now, Volandis confirmed the kickoff date and explained how it would work. Some landmark agreements on Vegas Double Heller will be reached in the next week or two. Mm -hmm. All this is still pretty vague, apart from the date. Yeah. And we can take things to the next level. How will it work? Split round, double header played on the second of March, and then they come back and pick up the rest of the uh, the uh, schedule or you know fixture after that. Right. The NRL, I mean, thank goodness people in America will have something to bet on though for just one day of the year. Yes, the so NRL it's a ten game deal. Ten game deal, isn't that exciting? But is that ten games in twenty twenty four, or is that ten games? Ten games over ten years. Yeah, well, you know, have who a knows? Who now knows? the NRL's groundbreaking double header will be played. Wait for it at the Ali Ali Giant Stadium. Good. Now, the NFL Super Bowl will be played at the Alley Giant Stadium on the 11th. No, yeah, right. Uh, February, February, sorry, 11th of February. 
So just a few weeks beforehand, a couple right. of weeks beforehand. So that's got to be reconfigured in that good on your well window. Done. Yes, good. Giving the Vegas Stadium Chiefs three-week runaway to have the venue ready for the NRL blockbuster. Yes. We're having some discussions around the stadium availability, but confident we can sort it out, says Volandis. Sounds like there's a few ducks to line up yet. There are. Volandis has got this far. Yeah. And now, of course... Um, well, I suppose there's still time, HG, isn't there, to get everything together? I suppose... I, I think Although March will come around pretty bloody quickly, it, won't it? It will, and we don't know who's going now. No. I would have thought, you know, teams would well, be Well, it's going to be Manly and someone, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but on the Rabbits, but is that is that you wonder whether mm. the teams are going to think, well, yeah, we'll mm. go to America and then we're going to do what? Yeah. You know, you wonder if they're actually well, jumping at the Look, to are, do the, this. The, are the players involved? Have they, have they been asked? Have they been asked? Yes. Yes, I, I don't know. I don't want to spring anything on the players. I think that's the worst thing you could do. Yes, I mean we, we've tried. Our players best. want certainty. Exactly, they want to know when their holidays are going to finish. Yes, and when do they have to get back to training? And that's this will right. Affect families, planning family matters. Yeah, I know, and that's a bad time because school's starting, oh, and we've got to settle kids it. down in new teams and new. I mean, it's got a lot to do. Anyway, now talkback topic, Roy. We're approaching. Oh yes, the, yes, yes, yes. News. Last week there was uh, talkback. Was is. Uh, is Djokovic worse than Verstappen? Now, 79% of people say yes. Oh, yes. I don't. I, I think, I, I, look, I'm just I telling think, you what they yeah, said. No, I mean, that sounds to me as though there's been a lot of Verstappen people voting more than once. It sounds like it, yes. I'd have to check that. Um, now, this week's topic. Have you topic, got software that. Yeah, I do. Oh, that? yeah. yeah we can check that. Enough. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Um, this week's topic should, uh, should Freddie be given three more years as Blues coach? Without doubt, I think that's your that's the only sane position is certainty. Yeah, certainty. And unless you can get Cam, it yeah. would be real left field, but really great. Yeah. Just let Freddie go. He knows what's needed. Well he, he he can learn from his mistakes. As a player he did. Why not as a coach? Beautifully yeah. <laughs> <He> summed up. <laughs> and I just think I beg, you know, to for a yeah. bit of what I'd call slack to be cut in Freddie's part, because yeah. he's Look, I, I'm not blaming Freddie entirely. Um, the players have got to look at themselves and say, did we do enough? Mm-hmm. Um, did we play as well as we could? Were our combinations right? Did we know what we were doing? Um, probably no to a lot of those questions, which probably puts a lot of focus back on Freddie. Um, so I'm rethinking now that probably Freddie didn't coach them well enough. And when you look at how professional the Maroons appeared to be coached, there's only one answer. Cam. Come on down, Cam. Hmm. Now, before we leave Volandis, he... Which is a sad admission to make, isn't it? It is. It I, is. I mean, be, I mean, it's going to be a sad old night when the Nuswals are, are told or introduced. Well, <laughs> blokes. The new coach. Here he is. <laughs> Tonight, wearing blue. Yeah, for the first, the first time. time. Cam, how are you seeing it? How are you seeing it? Mm. Oh, well, I think we've just got to get our structures right. Yeah. Um, we've got to get players we've got to manage that, that the game. believe in the manage we're, the game. We've got to manage the time, manage yeah. the game, yeah. manage what we're doing mm. and uh, work really hard on our sets and close down their attack in the first, second and third plays. That uh, squeezes them, squashes them up and then we uh, run around them. And the other thing is mm-hmm. we've got to pick players to play in their positions and if they're not prepared to play in those positions... Hang on. Cookie was good. Cookie scored. Hang on. Didn't he? He did. Cookie. Cookie wasn't expecting to be a centre. No. Never true. thought of being a centre. He's never played centre in his life. Yeah, no. And there he was, born to be a centre. Mm. Who knew? I know. Freddie knew. <laughs> Freddie knew. 
So maybe we've got to really think outside the box and let Freddie do what Freddie wants to do and pick players who've never played in those positions and say, boys, state of origin, out you go, do your best. Look what Cookie did. I'll tell you what, the front row will be an interesting... uh, Well, it will. ..you know, line up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ..that philosophy. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to get. No, that's true. Ponga. Ponga. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not a couple of halfbacks as forwards? Whoa. Why not? (laughs) See if it works. I know. It might not work at uh, first grade level, but at state of origin it it might just work. It'd surprise everybody. After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old-style way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have Roy. Uh, yes, Damien's been in touch, oh, yes, He says, uh, long-time listener, first-time correspondent. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed by the one-sided and arrogant four-corners reporting to gambling. Oh, thank Christ. Well, I think we referred to we this did. as well. We yes. decided as a stinkerama. It was. Howie. He agrees. He says, as you guys noted... This typical ABC Como Pinko stinkerama piece only provided one side of the story. In the interests of balance, I'd like to share my life-changing story. <laughs> Many years ago now, I was dating a girl who'd never bet on anything in her life. I suggested she open an account with a bookmaker, noting there was also a referral bonus on offer if a new punter signed up and mentioned my name. Wow. We did no good on the initial punt, but the bookmaker was running a last-man-standing footy tippy competition, and after 19 weeks of the footy season, she had out-tipped about 20,000 punters to win the competition and claim the $50,000 first prize. See, this is lovely, a winner. We purchased a ute, packed up and took 12 months off work to do a lap of this wonderful country. This holiday franked our relationship I knew she was the one, and while on holiday, I asked her for a hand in marriage. Ten years on, we're still happily married, and I'm thinking I wouldn't be where I am today without the gambling industry. P.S. I bet Four Corners don't want to hear this side of the story. That's now, a wonderful letter, and that would balance, be... Balance. Exactly, yeah, but, but let me say thousands upon thousands of Australians mm. would have experienced something similar. Of course. Maybe not at the same level, no. level of payout, no. but would have enjoyed the idea that they picked, say, right. Carlton over the Suns the other day. There you are. Mm. They, there you are. Positive reinforcement. Yes, and there'd be people putting money now on... Cam being selected as the next state of origin. Is there, there a market on that? There's a market, yes. Two to one on? Get involved. Uh, this has come from Max. Uh, Max from Gunning. Remember Max got in touch a couple of weeks ago with some interesting thoughts. And you had a nice comment or two about Gunning at the time. I did. You get, get a, a nice, nice cup, cup, of cup of coffee. coffee. Oh, my word, you do. Mm. <laughs> now, I said I read with interest in this week's Canberra Times the extreme criticisms of the Canberra Stadium by the NRL League executive James Boland Rudder who believes the stadium's facilities are subpar for both players and fans and what you might experience at Park Footy. This is the main Canberra Stadium? Yes. Park Footy? He said, this is JRB talking, James Boland-Rudder. Yeah. The basics like decent toilets. Taking my six-year-old to the toilet out there was a horrible experience. Goes on to say... 
And if you're not just making that attractive for a family, it's undermining a great opportunity, not just for our sport, but also for us to achieve a community-building exercise more broadly. The so toilets are the preventing toilets the community at the from getting stadium together. Are in crisis uh, now. Now this is where the Brumbies play. Yes, where the Raiders play. Yes, I assume they have a local football competition, as in you know, world game competition they nearby. They would. They would. And so they have ethical obligations to put on events there. That's seven right. nights a week. That's right. I mean, you would take it at red that at Canberra Stadium would be the sort of place where you could safely take your six-year-old to the toilet without being embarrassed. Because you would have international dignitaries blowing in, wanting to have a look at rugby league from India, from Russia, from wherever else they come from to Australia, doing business with government. That's what are you right. doing on the weekend? Come out and watch the football. That's it. That's but it. But you can't take you them can't. there because they're embarrassed. Now. You've got to say to them, hold it in for the next 80 minutes. Yeah. Now. If we go along, the reason they knocked over the Sydney Football Stadium yes. was women's toilets and, and uh, you know, handrails. That's right. And it worked. The toilets now are first class. I know, world class. People Some people come, only go there, yeah, not to be, watch footy, but just yeah, to go use the toilet. dump. Now, this is Gerald's been in touch. Howdy from California. Thank you for highlighting the limited courage of the NRL on – coverage of the NRL on Fox in the US – they still broadcast three AFL games and one NRL game a week. And the fact that the, state, the first State of Origin game from Adelaide wasn't broadcast on either Fox Sports Channel. Magically, after your coverage, the second game from Suncorp was broadcast live on FS2. What? At 2.29am local time. Isn't that great news? That... Great news. But as an avid Blues supporter, I decided to watch the, the game with a paper bag over my head. Well... To be forewarned is to be forearmed. It is, I mean, you don't get disappointed if you've got paper bag between you and the screen mm. in California. This is just a lovely little story, H.G., that comes from Kevin. Uh, his subject is, no wonder Lithgow is a rugby league town. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, we were travelling home recently from my sister's farm to Sydney and stopped off for lunch at the Lithgow Workers' Club. Oh, great Friendly sport. staff, mm. great meal. Mm-hmm. Leaving about 1pm after lunch, we encountered a member scurrying up the wheelchair ramp on foot. He said, G'day, you're leaving already, but it's not dark yet. And I thought, wonder what a wonderful outlook on life. <laughs> well, that is something. It is, isn't it? Now, have this... you encountered that experience yes, in the area? Yes, I have yeah, many you times. Yeah. Why are you leaving? It's not dark yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's popular saying. Very popular saying, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you go to the workers' club. I know. Just... Why would you leave before dark? Oh, no, I get that. You have to be mad. Before you were thrown out. Yeah, or there's a drama in the yeah, no, household no. or something like that. Yeah, no, fire, fire or something. Fire brigades come. That's yeah. it. Hey, mate, your house is on fire. Oh, I better get home. <laughs> it's um... not dark yet. <laughs> this has come from Tony. Uh, your regular bludging audience may recall an episode from last year when one of your listeners suggested that Buck the Broncos mascot be executed in a very public place in front of those former baby Broncs as a wake-up call after the disastrous 2020 and 2021 season. Did we suggest that? I don't know, but... Uh, sounds like us. Sounds... Could have done. <laughs> For the record, Facebook reliably informs me that regrettably Buck also known as Diesel to his rider, passed away in 2019, presumably due to national, uh, natural causes. Well, shock at rugby league schools. Perhaps. 
I defer to your wider bludging audience as to whether the Broncos ever replaced the original Buck as their mascot. Don't know. Don't know. Now, as a nice segue into another mascot controversy, whatever happened to Bruce the Blue Healer, the nine-month-year-old pup adopted as the New South Wales Blues mascot back in 220? Well, how long have you been calling for a probe into this? I don't know what happened to Bluey. See, it's just one of those great mysteries like the Gould Report into... The St. Big George. Red v, mm-hmm. Gachin's report into the imbroglios inside Parliament and House. And the ICAC report into the Berejiklian government. Mm. When are they going to drop? Where, I mean, what happened to Bluey? Mm. Do the Nizwals know? Do the Nizwal, did the Nizwals ever meet Bluey? Or was Bluey only just something in the imagination of Gus? There must be. Was there a real Bluey? Wow. Was there ever a dog in the dressing room? Wow, that's... For the players to touch before they ran a out. A companion animal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a bad... It's a terrific idea. But it's good to have Bluey in for three nights of the year, but who looks after Bluey for the, the rest, rest of the time? time? Is Gus looking after Bluey? I doubt it. Gus has got too many things to do. Of course do. he has. You know he's given up his final word. No. I didn't know that on, on Channel 9. Well, he's too busy, is he? Too busy, yeah. The other things. Well, he's got uh, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs to run. Of course he has. Uh, Lorraine wants to know which Cam Smith do we mean? Ah, Cam Smith, the golfer. Well, that's not a bad idea, is it? He's got plenty of time on his hands. Now he's a live. He only has to play three times a year. And a winner. And a winner, yeah. Yeah. Proven what he came fourth in the USPGA. I think we really shouldn't confuse the issue here. We are interested in Cam Smith, the The rugby rugby league player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone's suggesting the Cleal brothers. What, Nolan Lears? Nolan Lears. What, with a pig shooting trip, Warrior Elder away? Well, there's something neat about that. I mean, I don't mind the players getting together for a bit of a shootout with the Cleal boys as a bonding thing. I mean, there's nothing greater than coming home with a pig in the boot to share with a family. Light up the barbie, babe. Oh. Your blue is back. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, <laughs> greetings, gentlemen, from a long-time student of your social f- philosophy, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, what essentially he's getting to is um, has any um, DNA sampling been done on the Leichhardt, Leichhardt Oval toilets and what that DNA sampling could tell us? Well, I don't think there's ever been some... Well, what, what are you interested in here, in the amount of drugs that were consumed in the area while matches well, were what on? what great players... Have made use, avoided there, perhaps. Would you be able to tell that, though, from I don't DNA? know. DNA's a bit of a mystery to me. It's a bit outside my pay grade, HG. You'd but it'd be to interesting the... to take a, a, a drill down and take a fair sample and just see what's thrown up. And uh, I suppose you'd take uh, the DNA sample from every ticketed living, ticketed Balmain player, player and, and see, see if there's a correspondence no, there. No, I get that. And it could be interesting to the players to say, well, did you know you used that toy? Well, of course I bloody did. I played there for you. I mean, I don't know where it goes. I don't know if it's useful or not. Sounds like someone's just a bit obsessive about DNA. And like toilets. Like Oval and toilets. Um, unlike us. Unlike us. Now, uh, this has come from Lachlan, just finally. She says, uh, Lachlan from Melbourne here. Oh, yeah. I'd like to get your thoughts on who are the front runners for the 2023 Verstappen Award. Might I suggest the Shark and Medvedev as this year's leading contenders? Well, that's certainly a 
talk back. Well, it topic. opens the book, doesn't it? Does, it? it does. And we, we haven't can... really opened the book on no. the wish to happen yet this year. Um, yes. I look at certainly uh Medvedev did loom earlier as a possibility. And this this Olling bloke, this this uh Yes, I know who you mean. The, the bloke who's got the gobbing off. The gobbing down. off guy. Uh Ollie Robinson might be his name. Mm-hmm. But he's got to do more than just oh, one just gob one off burst. of uh of no, He's got to really he's pull got to the really focus. Put in, yeah. 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 Say they only make ninety nine. Yeah. You know, just pick a number. Yeah. Slim number. Yeah. If he can really come out and give the team a spray or Austra- say Australia did nothing, they didn't even get us out for 100, all that sort of sure. stuff. Sure. No, I think he's got to do something a little more bold. I think next time he sees Kawaja, if he say, uh, I don't know, plants one on his forehead or, or something like that. Pants him. Pants him and yeah. then spits in his face and then says, calls him a dick, boots him in the ass. That's a start. But he's got to make sure there are cameras about. <laughs> Lodging on the blind side acknowledges rugby league values, rugby league decency, and calls for rugby league to be declared the official sport of the Pacific Rim. Uh, this is Bludging on the Blind Side, Roy. Uh, yeah, Nick from Northcote's been in touch as she says, Happy Rugby League. He says he likes how philosophical Billy Slater is. He revealed post match, this is Billy, quote, We're only as good as our team. And the playing group have a mantra, I can because we are. Maybe that's what the Blues are missing and could buy into, some sort of supporting mantra. Well, Mm. are we looking for some sort of... um, I can because we are. Doesn't really work for me, but it must have worked for them, though. Yeah, but I thought the person who came up with the a, a better description of how Ubuntu translates oh, yeah. was a much more on the money. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I, I can yeah. because we are. I mean, Sounds just a bit glib and trite. Well, it sounds as it? though there was another three or four sentences. Yes, that's right. Or it sounds like the sort of thing a, a, an advertising yes, group that's would right. come up with yeah. For, yeah. for selling pineapple. Rings. Rings in tins. Yeah. Uh, Tony's saying, uh, what about Justin Langer as Blues coach? As a Western Australian, he'd know nothing about the game. It could be just what the Blues need. At least they'd know where their off stump was. Doesn't uh, Justin Langer come in for an enormous amount of... uh, Attention? Attention. Yes. Now that they've got baseball going. Both sides have got baseball going. I suppose. You know, he seems to have been a a very strict doctrinaire sort of coach. Yes, very much so. You know, who said the off stump's where... Yes. The off stumps where? That's and that right. was about all. That's right. That's, that's Can you hit him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, uh, what, uh, Freddie should be looking at uh, bringing Basball to rugby, rugby league? league? But didn't the, the didn't that, New Guineas did this with, with, the, with reggae, the re- rugby. reggae rugby? Yeah. Yeah. Now, can I just ask, didn't that, isn't that what he tried, though? I think he did. Yeah, he's got two Well, influence. it sort of worked. It worked for Cook, remember? <laughs> remember, he scored that try. Yeah, Cook, yeah, no. the hooker, yeah, yeah, playing centre. Yeah, no, I know. Didn't know where he was. Yeah, all yeah, of a sudden, hey, scored the try. I know. Miracle. <laughs> Baseball. Yeah, I mean, we only need to ha- that to happen seven or eight more times. And we'd won. And we'd have won. Yeah. yeah. Could we call it Freddie Ball? Freddie Ball. Yeah. Now. Pick anyone and see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Well. Who wants to play? Oh, make it up when you get out there, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't care where you play, just play yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You're all professionals. Yeah, don't yeah. Sort there it are out 13 of you. 
Get out there. <laughs> that could be the mantra. Get there out there. There are 13 of us. We're out here. <laughs> now, going back to uh, <clears throat> the Man of Feathers, Volandis is in England again. Now, remember last time? He, he was, was with England. the Queen. He was the last person, former dignitary. Yeah. Uh, to have lunch with the Queen before she died. That's right. Now he's back there and um, good. he's um, wearing the top hat again good. as part of the royal procession in the open top carriage. It's a morning suit or something. It is. Is that it? Yes. Grey with a top hat. Yeah, very dark top hat and a oh. sort of grin from ear to ear. And remember, of course, he realised that he was in the wrong carriage, so he booted whoever was in the carriage about ten up out right. and then got in there with them. That's right. Whoever was them was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's doing things in Grand... Uh, on Saturday night in London, mm-hmm. He that's uh, obviously tonight... Yes. ...or tomorrow morning sort of thing, he's hosting what promises to be one of the most coveted events in the London racing calendar. Wow. Hard to imagine, because you imagine there's heaps of these. Yeah. Is he going to meet uh, the new king and queen, HG? I, I think he is. Now... Because wouldn't that be lovely? Because he could tell them about the last meal he had with the Queen. I know, it'd be fantastic. And they'd be really interested. So much to cover. Mm. So he's going to meet uh, the, this, the most covered event yeah. on the racing calendar, will be held on level 39 right. of the Gherkin building. Now, this is an oddly shaped building. We've in, been there. We have. We did a job there. We might have. That's true. Yeah. And it, it's, it pulls the big names. It does. Uh, now, he's doing something on Grand Style, obviously. Saturday night in London, he's hosting what promises, dot, dot, dot. Festivities are due to kick off at just a few short hours after the last race at Royal Ascot. Mm. The, it's the Queen Alexandra Stakes, right. uh, resulting in many guests making a mad dash to London a good couple of hours drive away so they can get there in time for the Gherkin blast off. Right. Now, keeping his cards close to his chip, Volanders said he had a big announcement to make mm. before getting over to uh, London. Mm. Uh, now, he was obviously at State of Origin match on Wednesday night right. in his role as the ARL commission. Yes. Uh, now, he thinks that people who writing this column, I might be uh, somebody in the uh, Sneesby rag, right. Volander's dream of a $20 million Everest at Royal Randwick is set to come true in October. Wow. 20, forget your crisis cash crisis and your problems with inflation and the cost of living crisis we're living through, yes. $20 million for the race. Wow. The inside tip it's is still Val- not Group 1, though, is it? No. no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's still not Group 1. Philanders will be revealing all at the at the big do gherkin side. Yeah. And the Everest will become the second rich, richest race in the world behind the only the Saudi Cup. Wow. That's a beautiful race, the Saudi Cup. Uh, Actually, you may not know, would would the King and Camilla be, are they interested in horse racing in the way the Queen was? I don't think so, no. No. I don't think so. I'm not sure about Camilla. I don't get any sense that Charles is going to be coming, if they open a new stand, say, at Ramwick, that's called the King Charles III, that he'd bother coming out. But they do ride. He does ride the King. He's a beautiful rider. Because he he tripped the colours the other day, didn't he? And remember, he was on horseback. And polo, that's his go. Polo, of course. Mm. Now, yes. of course, the $20 million is going to get right up the nose of uh, uh, Victorian Racing Club and the Melbourne Cup Carnival and that. Yeah. But a veritable who's who is going to this event at the Gherkin. And Peacock's going to be there. Collingwood yeah. President Jeff Brown, that's of the football club. Mm. Uh, Melbourne Cup winners Eddie and Carla Maguire will be there. Give us an idea. Chris, Chris Waller, the trainer, Grief. is going to be there. Hey, It's top class. Top class. It? Completely top class. I think uh, Russell... Morris is going over to play a few tunes. Is he really? So it's, it's going the to be... The real thing. He'd do the real thing. He would. He? Yeah, well, well, that's... Ma, 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 ma. They love that. 
They do. It's almost as good as da 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 isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if that'll get a guarantee. <laughs> hope so. Now, sadly, Gay Waterhouse can't be, who's been an Ascot regular for more than a decade, won't be at the Volantis knees up. Right. Um, has nothing to do with the <coughs> role, but they, they just have a dinner engagement that means that they're elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, Volantis and his wife were invited to lunch with Queen by Johnny Warren or John Warren, not the soccer person, right. but the Queen's racing manager mm-hmm. and one of the world's leading bloodstock agent, uh, agents. He sat at QE2, uh, between QE2, that's Queen Elizabeth II, mm-hmm. and the Duchess of Cornwall and King, with King Charles III. Whoa. So he knows and obviously is hobnob with the... Uh, the Prince of Wales. Yes. Um, well, it's hard to know whether the monarch will be there at the big night on uh, Saturday night. But that's a great get. And he'll be, talking, yeah. he'll be talking America and punting and the NRL. He'll be talking it up yes. March the 2nd. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, that's a great I, I, get. I don't know how interested the King and Camilla would be in the Las Vegas adventure with the rugby league, I'm not sure. Well, you see, they're not known pundits. That was the no, great thing not. about the Queen. No, they're not. The only association I can come up with, HG, is that you recall that uh, Prince Philip was the patron of New South Wales Rugby League and Australian Rugby League. Now, now Camilla, is she the patron now? Well, I'd like to think that the I'd like to think she is. And if ex-officio, so, there's, there's your opening. I know. Ex officio. Yes. Meaning the partner of the monarch. Yes. Have I got that right? The partner of the monarch is yeah. the... Or the consort. The consort, yeah. Yes. Uh, is the patron of New South Wales and Australian Rugby League. Yes. So much to talk about. Mm. And Volandis yeah. would have the good oil on all sorts of things like, you know, obviously the trip to America, who's playing, yes. how they're going to do it, you know, who's where will they be able to see in England on television? Potential I mean, blues coach. Someone suggesting Andrew Proben might be able to help. How? <laughs> hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's desperate times, HG. I mean, when we're reaching out to Cam, you know, things are desperate. I, uh, I'm just wondering if, how about this for Leftfield, Gillam McLaughlin? Is he available? Well, he's meant to have left the AFL. Of course, he's hanging around. Oh, yes. Yes. And doing nothing. But people That's are wondering right. why he's hanging around. Well, what an interesting challenge. It could just appeal to him. But he sees in person management. Ah. You know, it's a person management concept. That ah. you, when you go for somebody like Gillen, yeah. you know you're getting somebody who understands HR issues. That's right. And That's so, right. you know, a lot of people would be, you know, thinking, well, I can't go because I've got a parent-teacher yeah. night. Well, move the parent-teacher night. Gillen will be sure. able to help with that. Yes, but he's not really a sort of dressing room, come on, blokes, let's come what? up with a mantra sort of <laughs> guy, is he? No, I don't get that from no. him at all. But he, one he, interesting thing before we leave Gillen is that yeah. people are starting to worry about his salary. Too little? Far too little, as nearly as I can tell, seems to me the main complaint. Right. Now, former AFL boss Andrew Dimitriou, who we had a lot of contact with when we he did. was in charge, has called for the league to open its books and declare Gillam McLaughlin's salary for the first time in seven years. <whistles> now, the league disclosed Dimitriou's salary when he left the job was $3.8 million wow. for his final full season in 2013. Jeez, they got him cheap. They did, unbelievably cheap. He's mad. Yeah. He just went in there with 3.8? 3.8. That's You're all he joking. got. joking. They're saying including bonuses for his final season, but they wouldn't have come to much. No. I And so you think, but Gil, McLaughlin's income has remained secret since 2016. When commercial it was, incompetence, I suppose. Oh, it'd be commercial incompetence because somebody – see, mm. he's only up for, uh, well, they say 1.7 million. That can't be right. No, that's a mistake. It must have a bigger number than that. Yeah, we, there's we, a dot in the wrong place. Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. Now, what I like about it mm. is that Dimitriou says, I think it would be helpful if it was disclosed. Now, that's coming from the last person who held the job. In who my who day, helps? Who, how does it help? How does it help the public knowing how much he's paid? Well, Because the, the public's just going to be offended because it's going to be a, a figure that is so obscene. astoundingly absurd. Yeah. That people are going to scratch their heads and give up. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll is say, that what we want? Give you know, upism? It, you know, Gil, you're getting 17.4 million. Yeah. Why don't you fix tackling problems or get better umpires or, yeah. you know, make it? Why don't you fix the draw? Yeah. And should, you know, answer this question, Gillen, you know, should a player like, um, now I've got to get this right, yeah. Rowan get suspended because he crashed into Jeremy Cameron in Exactly. Was it an accident or. Or not? Yeah. 17 million by 17 your million, yeah. And find the body so the Gold Coast Suns can win a match. Common question. What happened to the Gould Inquiry into St George? A report of the Gould Inquiry's findings was never made public. The club has declined to acknowledge that a report was ever made. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, just continuing the problem that uh, Gillan McLaughlin's got, the AFL, a non-for-profit organisation exempt from paying taxes, has been criticised for withholding the salary information. Right. So former Hawthorne president Jeff Kennett, and I've got to be honest here, Jeff Kennett's always asked his opinion about all these things. Of course. It's not his fault that people ask him. No. and he's It's not his fault that he answers. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Kennett said that the AFL should adhere to the same rules of good governance as large corporations on the ASX, that's the Australian Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. either disclosing actual salaries or providing salary bans for senior personnel. I mean, it might be one person over two million or three over one million, etc. They don't have right. to give the exact number. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it's either one or the other. They should list salaries earned or they should list them by bans. That applies to all corporations, it applies to politicians. The AFL should embrace that very transparency. Right. Now, he goes, Goes on. They should have nothing to be ashamed of and everything to be proud of. Therefore, I can only suggest that by not disclosing, they're embarrassed by how much they're playing people. That's your point. That's my point. Now, uh, uh, the AFL answers to no one. It operates under its own rules, and this has been the case for many years. But I accept AFL is a big business. It affects the lives of many. You know, obviously, he's worried about uh, commercial and confidence issues. Yes. But, uh, you know, you, I, I've just got to ask, you know, how much... Is it worth, and is he hanging around just to pull the salary? Yeah, yeah. Because he said he'd go ages ago, and now he appears to be doing nothing. I mean, his murdering's even stopped. Sure, sure. Okay, I, I didn't realise it was a totally non-for-profit mm. organisation, the AFL. So it's it's a bit like a, a church or an institution of that sort, it's isn't it? It's very like a church. Now, do churches have to reveal how much are paid to... I don't think so. ...bishops and archbishops? I don't and, think I so. I don't think they do. No. I don't think they do. You just accept that it's going to be fair and decent. But what worries me is if you had a hump with, uh, say, the way he was running things, would you think, well, the money's been poorly spent on his salary? Mm. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yes, Uh, yes. Poorly spent on his salary and we wouldn't mind some of it back. Yeah. To do on other things like... We're, 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 oh, that's a uh, rugby league venue, but, mm. you know, like to do some venue reconstruction or help mm. down in Tasmania with whatever's going on down there. It's hard yes. to know what is going on down yeah. there. Yeah. 
Is it ever announced how much profit that the the, uh, the AFL makes each year? HG is that ever released? <clears throat> They're not certainly as vocal about it as the rugby league. No, and I've got to be honest here, I can't answer that question. No, I can't. Didn't they have a fabulous broadcasting deal worth several tens of millions? But just. What happens to that money? Well, and that, why isn't that money going into the stadium at Hobart rather than government, government money. money? I've got no idea. Oh, I can't answer that. And that wouldn't that be great if he gave back, say, sixty million yes. to help with the stadium build? He might be able to have a stand named after him. Yes. I mean, I'm, you know, these things aren't cheap, and I no. don't don't expect that. No. You know that he'd get nothing out of it. But yeah. Down in uh, you know the what's it going to be called Macquarie Point Stadium. Sure. Sure. From the Gillam McLaughlin stand. Mm. But but with all the, the the profit that the AFL make, what do they do with that money? Does it does it get invested in superannuation or the future fund, or does it where, where does it go? Does it sit in a bank in a fixed deposit? Uh, I mean, <laughs> what, 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 what do they do with that money? Well, I assume they spend a lot yeah, well, on salaries, obviously, yeah, and- that we have no access to, and we don't know how much they're being paid. And looking for bodies on the Gold Coast. Is that being resourced? Do you know? <laughs> I think it will be from now on. Good, good. Well, well, there are. Look, I would love to know what happens to that money. Yeah. I well, suppose we could go to Price Waterhouse Coopers. They and know. look at the budget. Yeah, well, they would. They know. would know. Yeah. yeah, they're probably involved in. Well, probably. <laughs> in thinking about it. Yeah. Um, look, I can't answer those. No, and I, I can't. can't answer the amount of money that he is getting paid. Yeah. Look, one thing I was going to raise... But, but, but generally speaking, if we, what's, is the argument here, is it enough he's being paid or not enough? The fact that he's hanging around so much, having resigned or retired some time ago, suggests that it's probably in his interest remuneratively... To hang around. To hang around. That's what my deduction was. Yeah. If he, if he was only getting paid 20 bucks a week, he could find other work yeah. with his skills, his HR skills. That's right. Well, he could be offered a partnership at uh, Price Waterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> or Star City. Star oh, yeah. Casino. Are they looking for someone? Oh, they're very go-ahead too. Good. Very go-ahead. Good. Now, um, where do we go to from next? I mean, I, I, are you worried that one of the elements in the loss the other night yeah. is got to do with not everybody being on the same page? And I don't mean this literally that we're playing rugby league and the opponent's maroon. I think yeah. most people got that. But yeah. this was written in the Sneesby's paper. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't clear to Fittler and his advisor, Greg Alexander, after the Blues' 32-6 to six loss in Queensland on Wednesday night that someone needs to point it out. Perhaps Phil Gould, Fittler's longtime mentor, could have a word uh, following consecutive series defeats. Cracks emerged after last year's loss. Yes. The Blues can deny it all they want to, but some players had grown tired of Fittler's wait for it holistic methodology that including meditating, breathing and earthing. Oh, he wasn't going on with that still, was he? Now, it worked the first year, didn't it? It was so novel. Hmm. So novel. Mostly well, they shoes, would... Go- shoes off, feel the grass. Yeah. Great. Yeah, think about winning. Well, it's only Ma- going to work once or twice that, isn't it? It is. It's not an endless you no. know, interest. Now, mostly they were growing tired of certain members of his staff speaking like they'd played 20 internationals when they had not. Oh, dear. What Nuswell's talking themselves up, that sort of thing. <laughs> Another red flag was Jack White's shock retirement from representative football. Yeah, Canberra player. Yeah, yeah. Now White publicly declared his decision had nothing to do with Fittler, but after being snubbed 
for the decider last year, those close to him were barely surprised when he ruled himself out of the series. Aye, aye, aye. Now, well, well, maybe some questionnaires have got to be sent out. Oh, what a good year. idea. And ask players who are born in New South Wales and play their first game in New South Wales and are therefore eligible mm-hmm. for New South Wales selection, ask them a simple question. Do you want to play for New South Wales or would you have preferred to have been born in Queensland and play for the Maroons? Now, I think that's going to reveal a fair bit. I'll tell you what it would be more revealing is the third question is, what do you understand by the meaning of the word Ubuntu? Yes. And if you got that answer that you gave, yes. you'd just rule them out straight away. You would. You would. You'd be mad to it. Yeah, exactly. Thanks exactly. very much for filling out the question here. We'll, we'll see you. We'll, 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 we'll be in touch. Slam it shut. The internationally accredited garage door specialists can have your old rust bucket roller off the pegs and on its way to the tip in seconds. Give Brandon the cheese smith a ring and have him come around and let you know just how worthless your clunker is. Special blindside discounts throughout November. Just noticing in my notes here, uh, suggests the AFL won't be releasing McLaughlin's individual earnings. The total figure of the AFL executive salary is released each year in the annual report. The amount includes the AFL CEO's salary along with eight AFL executive members. Right. Talk about a beard. And do we know what that figure is? Well, it's not listed here, but I assume you can look up the report on Google or whatever and find it. But you're not going to get any idea of what's going on here. This is nine people's salaries lumped as one. Yes. Yes. So it might look like 50 million. Yeah. And people think, well, Yeah, that's a lot. But when you think about it, there's nine Mm. divided by five million max. Have we got the maths right? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I just hope hope he's being paid enough. Yeah, I know. I mean, it keeps me awake at night thinking that he's not paid enough. Someone suggesting Matt, uh, Matty's suggesting uh, Ange Postacoglu could be called in to help out with the blues. I don't know if he'd be that interested, to be honest. Right, I mean, well, he'd be good, Ange. He's good. But... Uh, he's he's your real Ubuntu man. Yeah, he is. He is. He wrote the book when it comes to that indeed, sort of stuff. Indeed. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Now, can I just yeah. go from one coach to another? Sure. I'm not sure that this person's in the frame, but he might be after we learn that the Gold Coast has signed the most unusual man I have met in 35 years of covering rugby league. Mm. That's uh, how the uh, Murdoch Press begin wow. the story, the yeah. profile on Des. Des this yeah. is Des Hasler, the new... Des the doorbuster. Des the doorbuster, that's right. That's the secret, isn't it? I mean, has anyone tried that with the blues? Bust a few doors? I don't no, know if they have. they don't like that sort of thing. They think that's a bit sort of Oh, old-fashioned, old-school. Yeah, well, coming back to the article, though, we can have a go in a minute. Yeah. But guess what? They've nabbed a winner. Des Hasler and I have known each other. This is the Murdoch Press again. Mm. Uh, known each other for well more than 20 years. Generally, we speak two or three times a week. Yeah. Conversations that can be intense, funny and insightful. I've never met a person quite like Des. He can be an odd dude, paranoid, neurotic, inquisitive, yet fiercely loyal to his players. He has a humour few, hum few know about. Right. Hasler doesn't like his personality to be known uh, to the public. He enjoys the air of mystery and intimidation. Right. As in ripping doors off cars. Yeah. He plays down most of the things in life and can be awkward in company until he knows you. 
You'll often call when bored while driving just to have a chat or a dig at me and all lighthearted, of course. This is uh, Dean Ritchie writing for the uh, Murdoch people. Yeah. Uh, Hasler is notoriously careful with his money, yet he's a, a doting family man who loves music. He can be awake at 2am watching footy replays. Uh, his mate, Peter Peters, who used to be the boss over at oh, Zorba, Manly, yeah. Zorba, yeah. Des still has play, mon- play, mon- play lunch money. He's the most eccentric player, official, coach and workmate I've ever met in 54 years of rugby league. Right. You think Wayne Bennett is weird. Des is weirder. But like Bennett, if he likes you, he'll give you, he, he, he'd give you his right arm. Right. With the Gold Coast roster, I'd be surprised if Des isn't a huge success. Winnie isn't everything for Des. Uh, there's ab- absolutely no reason why Hasler, who has coached teams to five grand finals, won't deliver the Titans their first premiership. So it's a big rap. It is, isn't it? A very big rap. But what's the play lunch money story? Oh, H-G? well, what's I think it's a, a joke on a the joke, idea, right. idea that he went to school and he got play lunch money, which yeah. was for a Vegemite sandwich and sure. an apple, yep. and he kept or it. Or a instead. wagon wheel. Or a wagon wheel? Mm. Luxury. Yeah. Now, uh, what I was going to say, and he kept that money and not did anything with it. Right. And so he's so he'd accumulate that money all through the week, and then what? Splash out on a Saturday or something, like or? a bucket of chips. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a it's a fascinating question, though, isn't it? What an interesting <laughs> character, Des. What have you done with the some? Pl- have called him the Mad <laughs> Professor. Yeah, I know. That's I a hear common... that moniker every day. Yeah, I, mean, I, I never see any evidence apart from the door slamming. Can I? But then again, that's not what mad professors do, is it? Generally speaking. Well, isn't his his uh, record of uh, <coughs> post match conferences is about as interesting as sticks? Yeah. You know, it wasn't us out there. That's the oh, sort of thing he'd say. Sure. But there's no suggestion that he tinkers with the team in the way that a mad professor might. Right. Um, mm. Do you think he's a good get for them? Well, the only man. thing. The Why only... not? Yeah, why not? Why, why not? not? Yeah. I mean, it might just it's mad enough to work. <laughs> I mean, the poor buggers, they've won nothing for so long. Yeah. So much potential for so long. Maybe they need someone who's a bit mad, you know, play lunch money, that sort of talk. They'll, it'll confuse them for a while. They'll get But it might unlock something. Yeah. Could become yeah. a mantra in the dressing room. Yeah. Got your play lunch money, lots of laughter, they go out and win. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think I – the only thing I'd say is that secrecy of the deal yeah. worries me slightly. Do we know how much Des is being paid or is well, that commercial incompetence? That's – obviously they, they've kept that pretty quiet. Right. And uh, I just hope he's getting more than Gillam McLaughlin. Oh, man. Could I, that be possible? Yeah, it could be. Right. I mean, the, I, I'm not sure how coaching – coaching salaries aren't pegged by salary caps so they can pay them whatever they want it. Yeah, that's right. That's, that, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and who else was available? Who else? I mean, I read out a list before. I mean, are you going what, to get... Danny Badiris? Well, M- Michael McGuire. Badiris, Trent Barrett, Andrew Johns, Matty Johns, Daly, R- yeah. Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart. Someone suggesting Max Verstappen could be approached to coach the Blues. How does that work? Well, how does that work? Yeah. Hop in the car, boys. <laughs> we'll go for a spin. Let's all steer in the same direction. Hey! Rugby league players can do anything. Pick fruit, plug potholes, change bed sheets. If you need job-ready Aussies who won't quit, get in touch with Smearson Employment through bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, <clears throat> uh, just thinking about this American trip yep. uh, still, and I suppose... March we'd... the 2nd. Yeah, I think we'll be... 
you know, hopefully not having to dwell on it too long, but one thing yeah. that occurred to me was along with the idea of making it a cav- cavalcade of Australian talent and stars and yeah. great things that happen in Australia, yeah. I'm just wondering if dog racing could be part of it. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they know about dog racing in America. I have no idea. You don't hear much about American dogs, do you? No. So I was saying an earlier mm. thing that uh, I mentioned that Shannon Noel was going out to Canamble mm. to uh, be part of a festival of fur yeah. and then going on to Vegas to help out with the cavalcade of Aussie action. Yes. Now, this weekend, for instance, Saturday night showcase the Grafton meeting headlined by the second running of the Thunderbolt is officially a sellout. This is dog race. Isn't that good? The remaining tickets for the bumper night of Greyhound Racing were snapped up Thursday morning. Full house sign is up. How many races on the card? Is it six or eight? Eight, I think. Good. Uh, Thunderbolt, the Thunderbolt, that's the main race. Yeah. I think that's worth quite a lot of money. It is. Uh, 30 grand or something? Is I think it? so, at yeah. least that much. Yeah. Um, Eight, it's race eight on the card. Good. Gets underway at 7.07 with favouritism for the race being Speed Freak the Moose. Good name for it. Yeah. And starts at 3.20. The yeah. race one begins at uh, just a shy of five o'clock. Right. Now, Is, uh, I, I've heard no uh, information, actually. I know you were going to ask on what the uh, status is of the uh, Greyhound Centre of Excellence, whether it's going to Bathurst or Orange yet. Remember, Orange looked to have... Uh, snared it. Snared it at this stage. I've heard nothing yet. Right. Yes. And Lithgow out of the picture now? Oh, no, I think Lithgow, the, up, got... the upgrade's going ahead. Right. And I think there is talk of replacing the Perspex on that first tricky corner Turn. that's subject to smearage. Um, I think the, there's going to be a restructure to, <clears throat> okay, to take the edge off. Take the speed out yep, of the corner. thank you. Yes. Now, I, I, I raise this because I think that dog racing would be just a fantastic Oh, the Americans love it if they could understand it. Yeah. And, and so, it's quick enough. See, so you don't exactly. to, you know. It's over in 70 seconds. Yeah. And so what you'd have is you'd have rugby league, obviously, the double header. Sure. And round the edge, you'd have to ask them to put in a dog track. Yes. That may be the tricky bit, but yes. nonetheless, you know, I'm pretty sure. I that, mean, it's not too late to organise this sort of thing, HG, but maybe we've got to structure a game of rugby league that, is suitable for American conditions well, so that if there is a stoppage in play for an HIA assessment on someone, there's no reason why you couldn't have a quick dog race. You, you know what I mean? No, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And people can bet yeah. on, you know, I'm looking forward to the next HIA. Where's the next stoppage? I'm yeah. on Vamoose. Yeah. You know what I mean, for argument's sake, because uh, that could be very easily organised and it, it could be a terrific dovetail. It, you know, the, the players scratch the dog on the head as they run out, so there's those sorts of relationships. I mean, this is all top of the head stuff. Just, and just thinking, you know, Imagine the loud. fullback being the lure driver in when ah. the HIA. Thank See, you. I, I think that that's what we've got to realise is that Americans are looking for angles. They are. And going on Oprah's show with a dog ah. and explaining there'll be dog racing. Is, I mean, that's an absolutely it's, tight fit. Well, it is. And it is. I know it? Oprah doesn't have yeah. a show, but you know what I mean. The shows that deal with the topics that Oprah deals with. That, that, that's right. That, that, that's right. And, and the, the idea that they've got to wear a, a, a mask. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Why, why the mask? Yeah, I know. So many Because things. they bite. Why do they bite? Because they're trained to bite live animals. That's how we train them. You what? <laughs> you know, you <laughs> no. see what I mean? And suddenly they're a And maybe talk. there could be some footage. Oh, you know, what from uh, well, like, what, the, Four Corners sort of well, yeah, that's sort of right. stuff? That, just yeah. stuff. Sure. Now, um, 
I'm not sure that we'll get through all of this, but yes. uh, look, uh, Joey Johns, who we've left out of the... We've given him a rest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He says... Um, well, Joey would be terribly in a slow despond. He, he would. He yeah. would. Yeah. He, he, he was glum before the... He was, before the off. Before the off, and the Maroons G'd him up, and I didn't like that. I, I just didn't thought, like that. I think Munster might have been the main culprit. Oh, dear. And I, and I didn't think that was timely or... Was unedifying. Unedifying, that's right. Yeah. I mean, they won the match, the State of Origin match quite easily. They didn't yep. need to rub it in Ollie Robinson style. No. I mean, leave that stuff to the lunatics in to the, the English... To the grubs, yeah. The, the English cricket team. Mm. He uh, He's keen to uh, make the surface that rugby league is played on mm. more... Uh, more easy for the difficulties of the game, as in on a night when it might be a bit uh, slippery, slippery, to tidy all that up with drying the pitch out before they go out and play. So he's got the oh. idea of having super soppers on the sidelines that might run over the pitch, yes, uh, and uh, get a tickety boo for say rugby league, like a very dry surface, so as people can retain. Well, the a footing. predictable surface, predictable surface. Yes. That's right. Good. That's Good. right. Well, that's a lovely idea. <laughs> easy to do. Very Those easy super soakers are cheap to run, aren't they? They are. They yeah. are. And so they could easily get. Uh, he, he just says. He says. Uh, I know they were wet uh, for a couple of days in Adelaide before the opening spectacle match, but that spectacle is far from what it could have been because the, the because of the water on the surface. Right. And so his thing is to get these super soakers, especially for Thursday night matches, Friday night matches, yes. Sunday night matches, and so on. Yes. It wouldn't be every match, but run it over the uh, surface the to surface. tidy it up. So for consistency, um, is that worth taking up as a national conversation? Well, we, well, I, th- I think it we, could be. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes, and certainly for state of origin, HG, would you use the super soakers there to make sure it's a dry surface? This is what you're suggesting. I, I, but would that play into the hands of the more skilled players and suit the maroons more than the blue? I, I don't know. Maybe we've got to get the hoses out there. I'm all to for, to even the. I'm all for anything that may give the blues an advantage. Yeah, same here. And I tell you what would help: touch judges who understood the blues philosophy. Oh. That's right. That's right. Well, maybe we've got to go back to the old days of, uh, you know, here's the brown paper bag, mate. Mm. Do your no best. forward passes today, eh? <laughs> and on that that's time, how it used to be. I know. And on certainty, that, you see. Certainty, yeah, that's right. We knew where we stood. We knew where we stood. And on that certainty, uh, it's uh, time to uh, knock off uh, from the uh, bludging on the blind side desk for, and let Andrew Moore have a go. And we'll be back next week with roughly more of the same. <laughs> Tune in for bludging on the blind side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.